This is Inquiry. We're going out into Indianapolis neighborhoods and meeting the people who live and work in them. This podcast is about the stories we come back with. Last episode, we gave you an overview of the two neighborhoods we'll be covering and introduced you to some of the people we've met. This week, we're going to tell you the story of one of these people from 16 Monon. Mardog's Variety and Things is a small storefront that sits on 16th and Columbia. Then I got a a little store that I just opened. Yeah, yeah, the Mardog's Variety. Yeah, the Mardog's Variety Uh store, but... Directly across from the Oaks Middle School. We met her through a phone call, an unexpected one. We were driving through 16th Street, trying to get an official count of how many businesses were actually open. Like we mentioned before, it's harder to tell than you might think. We were about to head back, but we stopped at the little variety store in front of the flower hut. We couldn't decide, was it open or closed? So we called the number on the front door, just to see if anyone would pick up. We'd never seen anyone in there, and a flyer that was taped to the window advertised a garage sale from weeks ago, leading us to the conclusion it was closed. Calling was more our way of confirming what we thought we already knew, rather than any kind of investigation. So, you can imagine our surprise when someone picked up, and the man on the other end explained to us that the store was technically open, but it had some sort of problem, so it had been closed for a while. He handed us off to the owner, Marilyn. I talked to her for about a minute, only briefly explaining who we were and what we were doing before she invited us to come to her house the next day so we could chat. We were shocked at her enthusiasm and a little nervous, but excited to have a lead. The next day, we pulled up to Marilyn's place, a huge historic house in Herod Morton. Actually, we weren't totally sure the house we were walking up to was the right one. We couldn't find the number. The house was large and colorful, with a yard that was carefully curated. Lawn ornaments, plants, two chairs on the front porch, and a few sinks, which was what clued us in that this was the right house. She had mentioned on the phone that her store specialized in liquidations, everything from porcelain figures to ceiling fans. We knock on the screen door, and we're told to just come in. The inside of her house was even more decorated and ornate than the outside. We sit down in a room with a red ceiling and a large bronze chandelier with adornments surrounding it. There's a gray cat, and her grandson runs down the stairs. There are boxes and bookshelves and lamps everywhere you turn. As we sit down on her velvet couch, we learn more about her store, Mardog's Variety and Things. Essentially, she owns a liquidation store. Where did you get the name Mardog's? My brother. Your brother. Yeah, and he's Rodog. And I'm Mardog. Okay. Yeah, we always been like that. Oh, I fight for, okay. so you know, for you. Yeah. Okay. That's how they call me. So the reason it looked closed to us was because it actually was closed for a little more than a month. You know, we had some severe plumbing problem. Yeah. And there was water leaking in the store and it, I haven't even turned my water on. So where the hell is the water coming from? Yeah. So she had to shut down and clear out a lot of her things just two months after she had opened, which explained the sinks on the porch, the cardboard boxes and the shelves. The plumbing problem is almost fixed, though. Soon, Marilyn will be able to return to her store on 16th and begin to repair the damage the water and plumbers inflicted on her furniture. I haven't opened the store in a month. I just go there and fix up and clean up, but she finally got it done. Who's she, the woman? The owner. The woman I'm leasing it from. The longer we talk to her, the more we realize she's been in the neighborhood for a long time. So we ask, how has she seen the neighborhood change? Oh, girl. (laughs) Like 360 degree, and if it, that's why I said mm-hmm. my husband is probably rolling because when we came here, we came from out in the country. Mm-hmm. We used to live out in Spencer in the bush, that's where I live, me and my husband. 
and we came out here just when this area was just beginning in 1993. Mm. We wow. drove through and we just said, honey, I love that house, I love that house. He said, how are you gonna love a house with a, the, the whole roof is, the roof is 10,000, honey. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> she talks yeah. about how she feels like a part yeah, of this neighborhood and how sad it is for her to leave it. Stuff that couldn't yeah. have been helped. Um, but I see myself leaving from here not feeling like I lost something. I've lived here and raised this neighborhood. Mm. I help keep it clean. I help people coming in by showing my beauty and love and homestead, that feeling of, you know what I mean? I'm a part of this, watch yeah. me. You can shoot, look over there, that's me over there. You know what I mean? Marilyn's losing both houses she owned on the block. The house she lives in now used to be in pretty bad shape, and the one she's moving to isn't in great condition either. But it's clear she loves a do-it-yourself kind of project and development. Whoever is doing all of this is doing one great job, and I could see it in my eyes. It's like I can't get enough of it, you know, because I'm always yeah. into development and change or, or make something, you yeah. know. Which kind of explains why she opened a store like Mardog's in the little shack it's in now. Cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm really excited. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I have signed a lease for four years, so wow. I'm going to fence the air. I'm going to paint. I want to put a lot. But even though the neighborhood is changing, and changing fast, there are still problems. She told us that one night, her friend was watching the store and heard people passing by. And I had all my stuff in the window and everything. And he said he heard some people passing by and they were just laughing and they made a comment, comment like saying, oh my God, who is this that rent this place? They don't know this neighborhood. Look how they have all this stuff in the window. We should just kick it in. Mm. Sad. Yeah, that was frightening. But Marilyn has faith in the community. In her words, it's making a 360 degree change. She talked about the new middle school, how to her it was a symbol of safety and security. We take care of our children, she said. In general, Indianapolis is making that 360 change. And she's ready to be part of it. Mardog's Variety and Things is the beginning of Marilyn's involvement in Monon 16. And though she's leaving behind her beloved house in Heron Morton, she says she's hungry again. Hungry for the new adventure this new house brings. The challenge of fixing up an old house and the challenge of taking yeah. on a project so, like Mardog's. And I'm ready to do it, you know. You, you can't stop till they throw dirt on you, my husband used to say. We left that day after taking a picture of Marilyn sitting on the front porch of her beautiful home in her eclectic yard, and we were stunned. We had just met an amazing woman who has lived in this neighborhood for years, who was starting a store in a struggling area a few blocks away. She told the story of resilience, of learning, and of pride, and all it had taken to meet her was a quick phone call. Taking the time to observe and invest in the community around us can be so easily avoided. But if we hadn't called that number, we might not have met her. Good, how are you? What is this place? A variety store? Used to be. A few weeks ago, we were back on 16th Street and talking to Fred, an older gentleman who sometimes takes his plastic lawn chair and sits outside the East Side Variety Store. It's not actually a variety store anymore, despite the sign still painted in the window. 
Just from standing out there for a few minutes, the neighborhood came alive in a way we haven't seen yet. A few buildings are under construction, and people are out, walking around. In that 15-minute talk, we saw the potential for the neighborhood that Marilyn sees. See, we've all been knowing each other for years, you know, oh, really? so. How do you know each other? Yeah, how do you know each other? Uh, one guy, one guy I, I, I grew up with, and another one, One I grew up with, and two I worked with. Later, we walked over to Mardog's to visit Marilyn. Her store is open again, and it was our first time to see inside. There were clothes and nightstands in the small little parking lot attached to the building, making a path to the front door that was propped open. Her blow-up turkey was set out, blended in with the collection, facing 16th Street. Her store is actually a lot bigger than it looks. It goes back quite a ways. The back section is filled with doors and windows wrapped up in paper, next to a tower of printers. There's a glass display case filled with china, including a nice teapot that I quite liked. There are toys piled on the floor, one of those red and yellow bikes you ride on as a kid, and wooden shelves with more boxes stacked on top. The inside was kind of messy when we visited, but she's had a really difficult month, and it's overwhelming to me how much work she has to do. I can only imagine how she feels. Marilyn has lost out on a lot of business because of her plumbing problem. On top of that, she's moving out of her house. It's big, and after her husband passed away, it became too much work for her to take care of alone. Despite these constant problems that seem to keep popping up, Marilyn is incredibly resilient and even positive about what she's doing. She's excited to be in Monon 16, and she sees a lot of place for development. She's already seen significant change in the neighborhood. Marilyn is driven and an independent person. She works constantly with her store and her house. That day we sat down in the living room of her house, she told us about a chair she was sitting in. It was actually a chair from the store, and she had brought it home after a woman had failed to appreciate I, it for everything I it was. I took this chair to the store, and a lady looked at it. She said, how much is this chair? I said, well, you know, they're very, very old, and they're very, very expensive. She said, oh, man, look at the condition they're in. You want $50? Yeah. Seriously, she wanted... I gave. I was trying to give it to her fifty dollars. No mind, they worth over four hundred dollars. Yeah. No mind you, but she literally sat on it, and she was angry. She said, "I am never coming back to the store." I said, "Why?" I said, "Come on, let's talk about it." I brought them home because my heart was broken. Yeah. Marilyn cares about community. It's evident in how she acts, how she responds to people like the woman who left her store over the price of a chair. Marilyn is generous. Sometimes she lets her customers have something for free if she thinks they really need it. I got some time to a point where I tell her, okay, I'm not going to make no money on it, honey. You might as well have it for free. And they take it. She cares about business, but she cares about the neighbors more. And people like her are the kinds of neighbors we really need. People who are generous and understand the importance of building relationships. We realized in our last visit to Mardogs that Marilyn is actually moving from Heron Morton to Maple Crossing, which is fitting because that's where we're going in the next episode. This podcast is written and produced by Adeline Sensabaugh and Tucker Krajewski in partnership with the City Gallery. Our intro and outro music is by Rocketbot and I Made Everything Else You Heard. 
You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and if you have any questions or want to talk to us, email us at inquirypodcast at gmail.com, or just come into the Harrison Center. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.